Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTMs, cards, autographs, collecting, and anything else Drew wants to talk about that is in his contract. I'm talking about Drew Pelto, of course, my friend and co-host from Dallas, Texas. Drew is the ultimate content creator. He's got a great... (laughs) <laughs> Great channel on YouTube. Make sure you check it out at dfwgraffer.com. This is season five, episode five. It is the weekend of February 4th, weekend before the Super Bowl, Drew. So this is kind of the, the calm before the storm. You're listening to the Nationally Ranked Sports Card Podcast. My name is Jeff Baker. I'm talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And of course, we have my friend Drew. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here as always. A lot of stuff to talk about, Drew. Drew, you know what? I want to first uh, thank all our listeners. Our numbers are, are going through the roof, and we're we're thank, thankful for all our new listeners. Hopefully, you're enjoying our Wednesday shows and, and the Saturday shows, and we're not uh, we don't have marathon shows, right? We, we cut it down a little, so <laughs> so we give you a little time to spend some time with with your with your wife and kids. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna still talk. Uh, cards for the next next hour and, and autographs and hopefully you enjoy it um i didn't i haven't gotten any cards this week it's been so cold here uh and just haven't really gotten haven't got it to the stores to get any cards but i just want to remind everyone about our wednesday show what's the call drew that's ttm cast one-on-one ttm cast one-on-one very good we have a new show every wednesday we started a couple weeks ago this week we had scott wright from next gem he was on and talking about his app next week we'll have doug uh, doug wedge he's an author he's written a new book called pinnacle on the mound cy young award winners talk baseball it's a great book and we're going to talk to doug about his book and we're going to actually give away a copy of his book now on wednesday next week so make sure you listen to ttm cast 101 drew how was your week it's been kind of uneventful, honestly. I mean, the weather down here has been so bad. We got uh, snowed and iced on. So, I mean, my wife wasn't even able to go into work for two days in there. And, uh, I mean, fortunately, I worked from home, so I didn't have to do much of anything. But when she finally got out, we're having, you know, she's having to pour hot water down the steps to melt the ice off there. And then that ro- refroze overnight. So, you know, and trying to get downstairs the next day, it's like, well, it's slipping everywhere again. But Drew, you know yeah, what? I'm looking yeah. at my computer right now, right? It is mm-hmm. 10 degrees. That's without wind chill. It Jeez. is it is negative to cold here in Boston, Massachusetts. So I, you know, you you'll have it for a couple of days. We have it for another what month or so, right? The thing is though, you guys know how to deal with it. Whereas we don't have snow plows here, we don't have salt trucks, sand trucks, anything I like know, that. I know. People can't decide if they want to drive 20 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour. And so that causes everybody to go spinning out then around them. So yeah, it's uh, it's not fun here. You guys actually understand how to deal with it though. That's the we we do, but boy, is it cold out. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah uh, I, I understand you had some uh, a, a new addition to your family. You got a new car. Yeah, just got a new one. We'll be talking about that in the stamp approval section a bit more. But yeah, just uh, we've had for a couple of weeks now, but it's finally officially ours. That whole uh, 
one week trial period thing that we had on it there has expired. So it's like, all right, this, this is ours now. We are keeping it. So I'll talk more about that though later on. Very cool. How's Jen doing with a new job? Does she like the new job? Yeah, she's liking it a lot. It's uh, they're, uh, a lot. It's less stressful now, it seems like. I mean, there's a big learning curve for it, but she doesn't come home every day wanting to, you know, like just punch things. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, guys, we have a real fun show for you. I know I say that every week, but we really do. We have fun shows. We 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 love what we're talking about. We're passionate about the hobby. Drew is the the be, the best co-host out there. He he knows TTM better than anyone in the world, really, guys. So we got a, got a lot of great people we talk to. We've had uh, our friend Les Les Wolf will be on this week. We also have David Bell. David Bell is a, a collector from Canada, from Edmonton, Canada. He's written a new book. It's called Fakes, Frauds, and Myths. It's a uh, it's all about how to spot fakes. So uh, we're going to talk to David about uh, collecting and about his his, uh, his new book in Collector's Corner. Um, next week, we have uh, two great guests. We have uh, Clemente Lisi will be back. We'll talk to Clemente about hockey and soccer collectibles. And we have Dave Merrick. Dave is Senior Vice President of Marketing for the Somerset uh, Patriots. And they are the Yankees AA Farm Team. So we're going to talk to David about the Yankees double-A farm team's job with them as well as he just finished the 71 and 72 sets. So he's a, he's a big collector as well. So he will be in collector's corner. Uh, and Drew, we have all our regular segments, right? We do. We'll have Baker's Dozen where we cover all the news from the previous week in the hobby. As you said, we have uh, more from Les with Les Wolf, collector's corner with Dave Bell. We've got our contest coming up as well. We'll be announcing a winner of some uh, autographed items there. Making the grade, talking about uh, the grading portion of the hobby. Got stamp approval where uh, Jeff and I give our thumbs up on something or other from the previous week. I've already kind of partially given mine away. Uh, we've got the verbal. Well, that was, you can blame me. You can blame me. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we also got the uh, Vern Rap Minute where we'll cover deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anything that you might want to TTM. And speaking of which, the main reason why you're here, you'll get to hear about our TTM returns. Guys, we love to hear from you. My favorite favorite thing is getting uh, emails from Drew's cousins, his, his high school teachers, all the all, all his fan clubs. So we love to hear from you. Send us an email. Send us a suggestion. If you have a suggestion for a future guest, if you have any questions for Les, if you want to have a, a check on a, a an appraisal on something or a validity, valid authenticity on that. I'll get that right. Authenticity of an autograph, right? First day with my new tongue. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll get it out. <laughs> Send us an email too. TTMcast at yahoo.com. That's how you reach us, guys. That's our contest line. That is how you reach us. We love to hear from you. Keep the emails coming. I, I, I love getting emails from you guys, answering your questions, helping you out, and also uh, getting ideas for the show. So please email, email us. Well, Drew, I think we got all our our um our our. Uh, what is all our, our business out of the way, right? Yeah, we covered so. we covered all, all our business. We got you want to do bike Baker's dozen next? All right, sounds good. All right, now it's time for Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen sponsored by sportscollectorsdaily.com. 
Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby. And uh, I just want to remind everyone, we got two great articles, right? Drew and I both wrote articles. Drew wrote an article in sportscollectorsdaily.com about his 20 years in the hobby of collecting. So make sure you check out Drew's article in sportscollectorsdaily.com. Make sure you check out my article, my weekly articles on uh, TTM and autograph collecting in Sports Collectors Daily. Mine usually posts probably like Tuesday or Wednesday morning, right, Drew? Yep, something like that. Yep, and then we also I have a new article on Les Wolf in Sports uh, Collectors Digest this month. So if you get the printed version, make sure you check that out, or you can check it out online. Well, our friends at BuySportsCars.com have been busy. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just yesterday, I mean, it was... Yeah, maybe like eight months ago or so, they're celebrating the fact they had just hit one million cards. Yeah, posted. remember that? Well, we had them on and congratulated yep. them on one million cards. So, well, they're now up to 5.7 million cards. So, closing out on six million. Uh, they're up 53%. I mean, so they've like, that's a, that's a huge jump right there since uh, back in December. So, that is, uh, I mean, that's just, I mean, kudos to them. That's absolutely phenomenal to see them grow that quickly. Yeah, I think maybe we'll have to have him back on again and, and see check in with them because they're doing yeah. great. Not, another one of our former guests from, from Ludux, they, are, they have scanned 4 million cards into their app. So uh, Ludux is a great free app. You might want to check that out. You just scan the card and it, it uh, gives you the, the current uh, sales numbers and all sorts of cool stuff and you can inventory your cards. So congratulations to our friends at Ludux for scanning over uh, 4 million cards into, the, into their uh, app they're out yeah we've got a lot to say about a csg but the biggest news to start off is that they have uh appointed check out my card comc comc you may know it as as an official submission center for grading so if you're thinking about getting some stuff slabbed by csg you can do that right through comc comc.com is their site so yeah really cool to see that partnership right there i mean csg has been growing massively as a grading company comc has been of course i mean huge in the uh, card world here for a number of years so really cool to see them working together yeah, well, we'll put, why don't we put this one out? Uh, you know, we're going. We're going. I'm going to the national in July. Drew, you're not going this year, correct? No, nope, I'm going to be sitting this year out because it's just going to be too much travel for that. I'm might see if I can fly into Cleveland next year, and then I'm definitely going to do Chicago 2025 at least. All right, we got. Well, we got some updates from the national. I want to let people know about that. Yeah, um, hope you've already got your VIP package because if you're looking to get a super VIP package, well, too bad because the super VIP and all access super VIP packages have already completely sold out. And I think maybe the VIP ones may have too. I know they're getting, they're talking about getting pretty uh, close to the line on those. Yeah, I think too. they're close, but I don't think they've sold out on those yet. Yeah, so if you don't have your passes yet, make sure you get a hold of those because I mean, it's come down to the wire on being able to get in for those. Well, in 2022, the card of the year was what? The 1952 rookie Mickey Mantle, right? It seems yeah. like every week we had a, a new record, right? So an SGC 
eight, Mickey Mantle sold for $600,000 at a recent heritage auction. That same card sold for $274,850 seven years ago. So that's a that's a pretty big jump in seven years from, from uh, $274,000 to $600,000. So guys, even if you don't have a, an, uh, a PSA 10 or an SG 10 mantle, these sevens and eights are going as well. So uh, it's just crazy how much money is being sold, uh, sold and invested in Mickey Mantle card. This Mickey Mantle card. Yeah, got some uh, big news from a uh, Sotheby's auctions. They recently had LeBron's jersey from the 2013 NBA Finals Game Seven. I think that's the first championship he won. Is he the first or second? Was it? I think. I, I think could be totally wrong. One, I think. Yeah. But uh, the 2013 NBA Finals Game 7 jersey for LeBron, $3.68 million price tag for that one at Sotheby's. So, I mean, we constantly bring it up, anything about jerseys that uh, sell for big money right there. Oftentimes, you see a lot of the vintage ones, but even the newer stuff, just like that one for LeBron, selling at some big money. And imagine going to your wife and say, honey, I just bought a, uh, a jersey for, for $3.5 million. <laughs> I, she, she would just shoot me right then and there. Oh, mine too. I would be out on, I'd be, she'd be like, good, you're wearing that. Get the heck out of my house. <laughs> well, Drew, this is, this one is like a wow, right? This, there was a package of eight 1952 tops unopened baseball cards. Uh, there were, there were actually two of them, two of them that they, they're known in existence. Well, Morphe's auction sold on Wednesday, this pack of uh, eight 1952 tops baseball cards for Ready? $873,000. The, these cards would have sold, the, the eight of them would have sold for 40 cents back in 1952. And uh, these are unopened cards. I guess there, there was there were two two of these bricks, they call them. Uh, and I'm not sure where they came from, but they the front, one of the bricks they opened, and there was uh, uh, Andy Pafko card number one was one of the cards that they opened that got a, that got a PSA 10. So the card, the, 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 condition of these cards is fabulous but imagine having eight unopened 1952 cards and uh, packs and they were 873 i bet you know in in five years they'll be over a million a million and a half don't you think probably i mean you break it down by pack that's over a hundred thousand dollars it's a hundred nine thousand dollars per pack on those so that's real nice payday for someone out there yeah it's crazy well this is sad news uh it, when i was in nashville um last year i believe last christmas and uh, we went to the this card store. It's in South South Nashville. It's called Cards Are Fun, and it's with the oldest uh, card store in the Nashville area. And uh, when I tell you it was an old school card store, it was an old school card store. You couldn't walk. It was there was so many cards in there and so much memorabilia. It was just a, a great store. It's been going for the guy. The same guy's been running it for forty something years. He's a Vietnam vet. Well, they had a fire. And all the contents of the store is either between water damage and smoke damage. I guess there was um electrical short and, a, and an electrical. And uh, the guy the guy's card store had been broken three or four times, so he didn't have a lot of insurance. He was having trouble getting insurance. So um, I feel I feel sad for this guy. The, it was a fabulous store, and I hate to see these old school card stores go out. And uh, you know, hopefully he'll uh, get back on his feet. I'm sure there'll be some type of uh, you know, thing, something to go to help this guy out because he says he wants to reopen it, but all all his inventory was lost. Uh, so if you're if you've ever been to the national area, this car, card card are fun cards are fun 
is a great story and we're sorry to hear um about the tragedy and the, and the fire so we'll we'll keep you posted at, is if we hear any news on that we get some show news to let everyone know about there's the um show in virginia it's the 757 shows it is february 25th dwight gooden sam allen who's a, a negro league leaguer he is the last surviving kansas city monarch he, he will be at the show signing autographs. Howard Johnson, former New York Met, will be there as well. And they got a couple other guys. And we're going to have the guys from 757 uh, shows on, on our show in a couple of weeks to talk about the show before before their show. It's a it's a great show. It's a, If you're in the Virginia Peach area or if you want to get one of these guys to sign autographs, they, they take pre-order. They take orders through the mail. So check out 757shows.com. If you're up uh, around Philadelphia in uh, kind of early to mid-March, March 10th through the 12th is a big Philly show. Mike Schmidt, Johnny Bench, and Ken Griffey Sr. are among the autographed guests out there. So Philly uh, Philly fanatics, make sure you go check that one out. Yeah, and Schmidt doesn't sign a lot, so it's kind of a good opportunity to get a real signature from from Schmidt, who historically has been uh, had ghosts signed through the mail, so... And uh, even Bench and Griffey are not big uh, TTMers at all either. I know uh, Bench used to do it quite a bit for, I think, like 40 or $80, and he's cut that off now. And uh, Griffey Sr. has never been a big signer either in person or through the mail at all. So great opportunity right there if you need them for sets. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have Flyers and Philly uh, Phillies guys there, and they they, they always run a great show. Uh, some new releases, a lot of new releases this week, Drew. We have the 2022 Topps Gilded Collection Baseball. I think this is a new release from Topps. No, I don't recall call seeing this one before yeah uh, it's one pack of five cards you get three chrome base cards two autos there's 150 cards in the set you get a, a box hobby box for about 400 dollars. so it's 2022 tops gilded collection baseball for about 400 bucks i've got a panini zenith football making its way to the shelves for 2022 yeah it's a 242 card set and you're going to get one pack of six cards but out of those, you get two autographs, including one patch auto in there. So some pretty nice uh, nice stuff to go along with that. $250 price tag total on that one. Yeah, that, those are nice looking cards, Drew. They, yeah. they, Panini does... Panini does a great job with the when they have the logo rights, you know? Yes. I'm not too keen on the baseball stuff, but their other stuff is really nice. Um, we have the 2021-22 Upper Deck Synergy Hockey. This just came out. It's a 135-card base set. Hobby boxes run for about a hundred dollars. You get three cards uh, of eight packs, uh, eight packs, three cards in each pack, eight packs, um, and it is a a great uh, new release from Upper Deck. Got a Panini Prism uh, College Baseball set coming out. That one's getting a big sigh of relief for me because I mean I've been sitting there going, "When's this coming? When's this coming?" But it's finally is coming out for 2022. Uh, you get five packs with eight cards per pack. Across that box, you can get five autos, five inserts, two insert parallels, three silver prisms, and five additional prisms. So a lot of lot of color going on in there, a lot of really cool stuff there. $120 price tag on that as well. So, uh, yeah, if you're a uh, collector of any kind of collegiate baseball stuff, you need some uh, stuff to get signed by some of the uh, minor leaguers that are upcoming, that's a great product to check out. Drew, sorry about the, the coloring on that one. <laughs> that's all good, yep. We got yeah, we did exactly. that was very good. You did a good job. He he is professional, guys. The 
coming this uh, February 14th, 15th. So that'd be what, uh, in about a week and a half, right? Yeah. We have the Tops 2023 uh, Series 1 Baseball. Great new design. Uh, hopefully you've seen it. It's a really nice looking design and a hobby box to get. 24 packs, 14 cards per pack. You get one auto or relic. Tops has revealed that the number one card in this year's set is going to be one Soto, which is kind of cool. I saw a picture of it. Look, looks like a great card. I've seen Rushman's card. I think I saw Mike Trout's card. So the card, the cards look great. I'm looking forward to some of the inserts. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to buy it a hobby box. How about you? I'm probably going to check out uh, some of it at least, maybe a blaster or something. But one thing I want to give Tops a big thumbs up for. They listened to collectors' concerns on the design. Because you'll notice, you know, down in that uh, bottom corner there, they put the headshot of the player and has the team name, and the team name disappeared behind there. So instead of saying Baltimore Orioles on it there, the head covered up the first part and looked like it just said more Orioles. It's like, no, I don't want any more Orioles. Thank you. No, but <laughs> they listened to collectors. They shrank that down. They moved it over. And it now is like right next to the head there. Kind of same area there, but shortened up and easier to see the entire thing. Looks a lot better with that. So big thanks to Tops for actually listening to all of us. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited about the new releases. And uh, I think this is a great release. Well, Drew, that wraps up Baker's Dozen. We had a lot to cover this week. Uh, not, Baker's Dozen is done. And we're going to go right into uh, More With Less. More with Les is uh, from our, we hear from our, our friend and hobby expert. Les has been Les Wolf. Les Wolf has been in the hobby for over 60 years. And Les uh, answers some listener mail and talks about some of the things that are happening in the hobby. So please enjoy my time with Les Wolf. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. CSG has new lower prices for 2023. That's right, CSG has new lower prices on its most popular tiers, while continuing to offer top-of-the-line service and the best slabs in the industry. With CSG's expertise, slabs, and pricing collectors will love, now is the time to submit your sports cards. See the CSG difference and submit your cards today. Go to csgcards.com to submit your cards for quick turnaround times and the best prices in the hobby. All right, guys, it's time for my favorite segment, and of course, there's more from Les with Les Wolf, Hobby. Uh, well, he, I can't call him a legend. He won't let me call him a legend. Hobby veteran. He's been collecting autographs and, and sports collectibles for over 60 years. He is the man. If you have any questions about how to protect and preserve your collection, he is the man. He does authentication. He does uh, appraisals. He does... Uh, Everything but but wash your windows. So he he is here. Welcome, Les. Hi. I don't really do authentication. That I leave that to Jimmy Spence. Um, yeah, but you like to you give your opinion. You 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 like to give your opinion. Not you know. I don't get paid to do that. I just uh, I, I'd more I'd much rather just buy and sell your collections. Help you build an, an amazing collection. Well, guys, if you have any if you have a collection that you're looking to uh, get rid of, unload, sell. Less is the man. He's always looking for collections. We have Valentine's Day coming up. If you need a cool autographed piece of memorabilia, uh, sports or celebrity, Les has. You can go to leswolfsportsllc.com. See all his stuff. He has tons of tons of stuff uh, that's available. And also, I wrote an article on Les in Sports Collectors Digest that got uh, published this month. Actually, came out I think last week, right, Les? Yeah, I mean. It 
I got to tell you, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Even Marshall Fogle sent me a text liking the article. A bunch of people really like the article. So, I mean, I get. I guess when you have a good writer, he can make anybody look good, even me. <laughs> you, you just served it up for me, Les. I, you, you hit it. You hit it out of the park. You're, you're, you're a great interview. We talked to Les about um, how he got into collecting, how he got into autographs, his uh, relationships with famous uh, legends, sports legends, including Mickey Mantle and Muhammad Ali. And uh, there's all, all some great stories in this. So make sure you check that out. The article on Sports Collectors Digest this month, making Les a superstar. If you want an autographed copy of the article, I'm sure Les can, can help you out there as well. Send, send me an email. If you want a, an autographed uh, copy of the article, I'm sure Les can help you out there as well. Send an email to us at ccmcast at yahoo.com. Talking about emails, I got we got an interesting email yesterday or the other day actually from a, a listener. He had a has a cool picture of Tom Seaver. It was the actually the picture that was used for his 1972 in action uh, card, a Tom's in action card, and it's signed by Seaver, but it was smudged a little, right? So he wanted to mm -hmm. know if he could clean it up or, or how do you, is there anything you can do to to help save the autograph, quote unquote? Well, I'll leave the autograph the way it is first of all. When it comes to a smudge like that, when it's around the autograph, there's really nothing you can do. You just got to leave it the way it is. I'm kind of a purist. I don't like to, I like to leave stuff the way it is, you know. Um, How about if there was something to the left or the right of the art, the, of the autograph? Maybe there was a pen, uh, a pen uh, skipped or, you know, is there some, some, some way of, of re removing something like that or even removing the personalization if, if it's personalized? People do do that, I'm sure. But, you know, you, I, I'm a purist. You got to leave it the way it is. I agree. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad uh, autograph, but it's just certainly not a 10 autograph, right? But Oh, definitely. I mean, it's kind of a neat picture, right? I mean, you don't see a picture that's used for a baseball card autographed like that. And he asked me, and I don't know if you can you can pull that picture up, Les. There's, a, um, there's a, another autograph on it that it might be the photographer. I'm not sure. And then there's, there's a raised seal to that. Do you have any indication what that might be? Let me try to pull it up. Now. Okay. So, guys, he's, he he got an aut a picture autographed. It's the 1972 um, in-action photo that was used in Tops, to, uh, Tom Seaver's Tops card. It was signed by Seaver. It's a little smudged. It, must, it looks like it got smudged either at, right after he, he signed it when they put it in a sleeve or something. It's But... You know, it's not perfect, but I think it's still a nice autograph. I'd say that's probably it's probably the artist, the the photographer that took it. That's what I thought. So, and it's also signed by the photographer. And then there's a seal there. Does that maybe is that from like a tops uh, seal or something? Do you think? Got to find the seal now. Which picture? It's in the bottom kind of left hand corner of the photo, not near where the autograph is. It's like a raised seal. Don't see it. Okay, well, we'll we can we can mm -hmm. check. So you you would recommend uh, not touching up any autographs. I know that you uh, we you know you we you told the story about the Mickey Mantle autograph that uh, he he told told F less and and you, you uh. Oh no! I see the seal. I see the seal now. Okay, what do you think that might be? We were talking about the Mickey Mantle uh, autograph that you 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 took out the uh, 
the, the swear yeah. the swear word um i assume that's on the back right let me see if i can pull up the back right Okay, well, 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 now, let's... I got, now I got it. Um, it's just think a, it's some, it, it says official. It says official something in the middle. I think it's the photographer's stamp. This photographer's stamp. Do you do you see that? You don't see that that often, right? No, no, I don't. But does uh, the does the photographer's um, signature take away from the overall piece, or it doesn't really matter? If it was George Kalinsky, it would raise raise the value. Excuse me, <laughs> but I, I think it do, it doesn't help it or hurt it really. Do you re I, do you recommend him sending it off to to uh, JSA or Beckett to get it uh, authenticated? He can. It's not going to cost him a lot of money. Certainly not. It's certainly not going to hurt him. You know, hurt okay. item. So you. It, it, just to wrap up, you you would say don't touch an autograph, uh, don't remove it as is. Whatever whatever uh, the athlete gives you, even you know if it becomes a smudge or or or, or there's personalization, just leave it. Absolutely. Okay. We lost uh, Bobby Hull the, this week. The, the the Golden Jet. He played for the uh, Blackhawks. He was in the WHA with the Jets and the uh, Hartford Whalers. I forgot he played for with Hartford. I, did he actually end up playing with uh, Gordy Halfer? I know he played ten games. Was he with Gordy Halfer? I, I don't think so. He was already done by then. I met him numerous times. Hell of a nice guy. I even I bought a collection ten years ago, maybe a longer. And my friend that uh, was a big hockey guy, and he had about fifty unsigned, fifty or sixty unsigned photos of Bobby Hall. So I made a deal with Bobby and got them all signed. So. I've got an extensive book signed of Bobby Hall photos, and I've nice. got and I've got duplicates that I'm selling. But um, I, I just think he was one of the greatest hockey players ever, and he he was just a really really nice guy, funny guy, good personality, good stories. You know, it's a big loss losing him. You know, it's. Do you have a, Do you have a special story that you can share with us of your, your um, time with time with Bobby Hall or uh, an interaction with him? I mean, I just know calling him up every now and then <clears throat> and just saying, I just sent you some photos where, you know, what's happening. I sent you money, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll get to it. Don't worry. I'll get to it. Okay. You know, and he would get to it. He, he was just, he, he was just a real quality guy and a, a hell of a hockey player. Yep, I, I agree. Well, we 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 had a a big retirement finally, right? Like he finally retired again. Tom Brady uh, is officially done. He, you know, I think he is solidified as if not the best quarterback in the NFL, certainly in the top two or three. Um, do you have any? Have you had had any interactions with Brady? I've never met him. I never even went for him. Did you? Do you have any uh, any uh, Brady autograph stuff? I know he was through uh, Fanatics mostly, right? Uh, well, now he's with Fanatics. I used to be with TriStar Jeff Rosenberg. Yeah, I have an eight by ten that I got from him, and he when he was selling his book signed, I got I think I have one or two copies of his book signed. I don't have much. Uh, actually, I have a a ticket that's presently in uh, in Golden's auction. For his for the first game he ever actually appeared in was a Hall of Fame game uh, when Joe Montana got inducted. 
Yep. And it's a funny story. It's a full ticket. Like the, most of the tickets from the Hall of Fame have just the, you know it's the area with the name and the induction part at the top, but on the bottom there's like a white area. And I bought it. I bought it from a collection 15 years ago or so, and it had a bunch of 49er autographs on it. So I had no idea who it was. Buried it on my desk forever. Recently took a look at it and said, "Wow, this ticket goes for a lot of money." And uh, but mine's the only one that's a full ticket, but it's got a bunch of 49 autographs and nobody that I heard of really. I mean, so uh, I sent it off to Golden and they PSA encapsulated it and the population report is one. And we'll see what it does. And I figure what, if that goes for a good amount of money, I'll take that money and I'll buy myself a nice uh, Brady signed jersey. Where where is the where is the bidding right now? Do you know? It's at 500 bucks, which is really cheap because it's the only one out there. Okay, guys. So if you want Tom Brady's uh, rookie, it was his rookie uh, appearance it's in the in his it's the first game. It was an exhibition game at the Hall of Fame, and interesting enough, it's also the first game that Belichick ever coached the Patriots. So it's an interesting two firsts in one game. And no, plus, Joe Montana got inducted to the Hall of Fame. No, it's funny. Is the NFL Network was running the Patriots Rams Super Bowl yesterday? Uh, obviously, because I think Brady retired, and you forget that. You know, I think in the fourth quarter, he had like 95 yards passing and he really didn't do much as, you know, to solidify, to start that, that his uh, outstanding career, his, his first Super Bowl uh, appearance wasn't that earth shattering. No. But, you know, he, 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 he went a ways and, and uh, you know, he's one, he's one of my favorites, obviously being, being a Patriot and being a, a New England guy. Um in terms of uh, the the playoffs, have you been watching the playoffs? And um, has any players' value increased as a result of playoffs? their playoff? Did you say playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> you play to win the game. That's right. Has any players' values increased as a result from the playoffs? And if they win the Super Bowl, do you see anyone, uh, their value increasing? Well, you, you know, Mahomes stuff has already been – you know, it's gotten very pricey. Jalen Hurts stuff will definitely uh, start going up even more now. He's a he's a quality quarterback and he's a, he's a good player. How about Travis Kelsey? Do you think Travis Kelsey, if Travis Kelsey scores three touchdowns, is he going to be in that next echelon? Yeah, I would say so. Another good ball player. I know it's hard for tight ends, other than really Gronk and I don't know who else. Who else who other tight ends have? have captured the imagination no i think i think i think his stuff will appreciate it. whoever like whoever makes a big interception or a big fumble recovery or does something really big in the game you watch his cards appreciate do you are you a super bowl collector in terms of super bowl tickets or super bowl programs or anything like that no <laughs> excuse me um not really you know when i buy collections i may get a super bowl program here or there but no not really is there um who's your pick for the Super Bowl? We have the Eagles and the uh, we get we get Chief, you know, Chiefs. We you know it, it's um, it would have been interesting if it was the Eagles Bengals then it would have been it would have been for the you know it would have been an animal game. Um, <laughs> I think Joe Burrow is the one that had the best playoffs out of anyone. Yeah, I, I like Burrow. Um, I I just don't like you know some of the things I've heard happen in Philly after they won what they do to giant fans, what they do to people. I'm not a giant fan, but I didn't think that was cool. Um, I kind of like Kansas City a little more because 
I, I kind of, you know, it's hard not to like Andy Reid, and it's hard not to like Mahomes. You know, they they got to, you know, they, and it's an old AFL team, so I got to yep. go with, I got to go with the old AFL. I, you know, I know, I I love the old AFL L, uh, things. I mean, that... I think I think the the Eagles are going to be a very tough uh, team to beat, but I'd like to see them lose. Do you see? I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, maybe. What, what did they what did they say in a two point difference? No, I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't even looked at the spreads the yet. I, I think I, said it was a two point difference. I just got my first uh, Super Bowl squares. I think that that's about the extent of my my gambling on the Super Bowl. I haven't gotten those yet either. I just got them. Hey, you you and I were talking the other day. Um, you have a bunch of you're going through some of these stuff, and you have a bunch of uh, cool Mickey Mantle pictures. Did you did you pick out some of the ones that you want to uh, put up on your site yet? Um, I picked out. You know, like I went through my Mantle photos and I decided. You know, 400 signed photos in my collection. I think it's time to trim a little bit. So I took out about five, about five or six of them, and I just got to get them JSA'd, and then I'll be putting them up. So we'll see from there. But uh, one of them was JSA, one of my favorite ones. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. This one is absolutely one of the nicest ones. Yeah, I can't, I can't see it. Is that his? Is that his rookie year? What year is that? This is one of his rookie seasons, yeah. Yeah, it looks he looks real young there. I don't know if you can see. Let me take it out of the plastic. Maybe the reflection is hurting it to see it. There you go. Yeah, that's a nice one. One of my this is one of my all time favorite pictures of Mano. What is that? Spring training? Taking in spring training? You think? Yeah, I think it's his rookie season. So this one's already up on 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 my sports autographs website on eBay, my store rather. The only one that's already JSA. Did Mant did Mantle sign a ton of stuff? Uh, you know, after he retired and, and during his playing days, was he a big signer? When he played, he was not a big signer. Okay, but after I know, I know when he, he was doing the uh, the casino thing, and he was he was getting involved in shows and stuff. Uh, believe it or not, for a while, he was answering his mail from his house. Yeah, I got one. I got a TTM from him back in the eighties, early eighties. Uh, one, I got some books from the seventies that he signed to less that I had, that I sent to him. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, do you have do you have a favorite signed mantle item? Because I know you had a, a pretty good relationship with him. Do I have a favorite signed mantle item? Yeah, I have. Uh, I think a W two or a W four. Signed by him with his address and his social security number. <laughs> I've also got a hotel room receipt when he stayed in New York. Got a couple of, I got some interesting stuff on Mantle. That's fair. And I have a couple of collector, big Mantle collectors. When I get something interesting on Mantle, I usually just send him a picture and I send, sell it to them. The the uh, plate, you know, the, the plate that was made of him, I, I bought from a woman that's father passed away. It was the original artwork for the plate. Oh, nice. Signed by Mantle and signed by DiMaggio. I sold those. Probably the most interesting thing that I look back on that I probably shouldn't have sold, but I did, was I got from one of Mantle's relatives was a script for the Mickey Mantle story. Oh, really? And it took me it took me better part of about a year to do research to find out what it actually was. 
Mantle did all the notes, all you know, correcting them, but not didn't sign it. And there's a Mickey Mantle story, and it was right around when uh, Billy Crystal was doing the come, you know, working on the movie '61. Yep. So it it never really um, appeared in TV, but it was the actual script. And Mantle did the notes, and I had PSA authenticate it, and um, I think I put it into uh, a Golden's auction. And um, the customer of mine that want that wanted it ended up paying a little more and bought it from there. One of my big okay. mantle guys. What did it go for? Do you remember? Not as much as I thought it was worth. About ten grand, I think. Okay, still a pretty piece the change. Do you have any upcoming shows? Do you get any uh, upcoming shows you're gonna be at? Gonna be set up at. Yeah, I think the next show I'll set up at will probably be at Hofstra, uh, the Jimmy Ryan show. When is that? I think it's in April. In April. All right. We are speaking with Les Wolf. Les Wolf, of course, is from leswolfsportsllc.com. If you have, you're looking for a special autographed item, go check that out. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming out. You might find want to get something cool. He has all sorts of cool stuff there. He also has a store on eBay as well. Sports autographs, right? Yeah, but you spell with Z's. Z's autographs. S P O R T Z A U T O G R A P H Z. There you go. Make sure you. Make, I, make sure you I have seven hundred items up there. All right, make sure guys, make sure you check that out. If you have any questions for Les, if you want uh, Les to uh, look at something that you have, if you want to have uh, maybe uh, if you're thinking about getting something appraised, if you want to learn how to protect and preserve your collections and basically anything else collection related, just send it to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com. We'll, uh, if we use it on the show, we'll certainly you know, give you a little prize. Uh, Les, anything else before I let you go? Um, you know, anybody have any any specific wants on anything that they're looking for? I'm sure I could possibly find it for you. Or if you just, you know, anything you're looking to add to your collection. I just got another a, a very large 70, 70 signed baseballs, and one of which uh, I'm doing some more research on is a ball that was used in Pete Rose's 4192. Signed wow. by the umpire written. So that I'm working on. That's my newest thing. You gonna yeah. send it off to Rose to get signed? No, no, it's signed by Lee Wire. Okay. Who was the umpire in there? So I'm doing some more research on it. And he wrote on there it was used in game 4192. Nice. He was the home plate umpire. So I've got a bunch of baseball signed to he used to give it to his I bought it from his former dry cleaner, Bill. So I got a bunch of baseballs signed to Bill. So if there's any any anybody named Bill out there that <laughs> baseballs signed to them, let me know. I've got some pretty good ones from Koufax to Vince Scully, you know, to Sad Otter O. So if your name is Bill, ring me up and, and we could take them on you can take them off the hill with your Bill. All right, my friend. Les Wolf, thank you. Les Wolf Sports LLC.com. Les, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good Everybody, one. Thank you too. Drew Les is the best, isn't he? he just Absolutely. Serve, all you have to do is just serve it up, and he just hits it out of the park. He, yep. he he knows he knows so much. All you have to do is just mention a name. He's like, oh yeah, Bobby Hall. I sat down with him for twelve times, and I yep. I got I have four hundred autographs of his, and <laughs> he's just awesome. Yeah. Well, that that wraps up more from Les. Next up, we're going to have Collector's Corner. Collector's Corner this this week, we're going to talk with David Bell. David Bell is the collector from uh, Edmonton, Canada. And he, he uh, has written a new book. It's called Fakes, Frauds, and Myths. And it uh, it's a kind of cool book and let you 
give you a tip on how to spot fakes, but you know, printing mistakes and all sorts of stuff to look out to see if it's a real or it's a copy. And uh, David's written a new book, so we're going to talk to David about his new book as well as collecting. David's obviously a hockey guy, and we talked to him about uh, all the stuff that he's collecting. So please enjoy my time with Dave Bell. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. All right, guys, the time for a very special guest. I am talking, we will be talking with Dave Bell. Dave is a collector, a illustrator, a graphic designer. He has written a new book. He has a cool post-serial baseball card museum online. And we're going to talk a little bit of everything with Dave. So welcome to the program, Dave Bell. Oh, thank you very much. Dave, let's talk about the, the post-serial uh, baseball card museum first, and then we'll, we'll really dig deep into the book, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. You know, uh, as a collector, I think I collect everything. I just, I'm like, I'm sure I'm like you, right? We collect everything. But for some reason, post-serial baseball cards have not hit my radar for, for one reason or the other. How did you get so deep into the post-serial baseball cards and what inspired you to create the online museum? Well, uh, a couple of things, actually. Um, Post-serial baseball cards uh, or, or food issue cards, um, they tell a history of uh, not just post-serial, but they tell a history of baseball. And if you look back into um, some of the offerings that some of these companies have had, uh, yeah, you can really tell the history of it. And one of the things I really like about them is that um, you like the old ones just from the sixties, you know, they're cut, they're literally cut off the back of a cereal box with a pair of scissors. And right. I mean, they, Dave, that's, I think that's kind of one of the reasons I've shied away from, cause they're always, you know, the, you, you're relying on someone else's cutting the, the box yeah. out and then to find the ones that, that, that are full panels are almost impossible. Right. You know, people collect for different reasons and, and, you know, I'm not all about the mint and, and that kind of stuff. I'm about the experience and, you know, on the back of a post-serial baseball card in 1962, if some little kid is written his name, uh, you know, I got one, it says Brian on the back, it's written in wax crayon, you know, and I get to imagine the life that that card had since 1962 to get from Brian to get to me. And that's amazing. And so I don't care if the edge is not exactly right or whatever, the front looks nice and, and that card has life. And uh, now it's mine. And, and, and I get to be the custodian of the life of that card until I'm ready to pass it on to, to somebody else. I mean, I think that is what collecting is really all about and uh you know years long... did, did uh, posts have the the cards the baseball cards on the back of the, the stereo box well they started actually in the 30s you could okay. get um you know they had the, the uh, small little um one serving boxes for example sure on the back you could send away for like a dizzy dean decoder ring or or uh a baseball bat pin or a charm and uh they kind of started there and then there was a 
blank period of time and then they picked it up again in the 60s where you could get uh, literally cut a poster off the back of the box of Mickey Mantle in, in say 1960. And then in 61 and 62 and 63, they decided to make uh, sets. And these are 200 card sets. Yeah, I know. You know, and so imagine how many, how much cereal you had to buy just to make one complete set. And Canadians did it in 62, but the Americans did it in 61, 62, and 63. And the amazing thing about it is that you have to collect it. You can't go out and buy, well, you might find somebody these days, but you have to collect it. So um, if you, for example, go out and buy post alphabets, you know, there might be a Mickey Mantle on the back of that thing. Well, that's pretty cool. So you cut that out. But back in those days, you know, the uh, post made cereals like Toasties and those would be discontinued. So all of a sudden, all the cards on the back of those become super rare because it was discontinued. So you might pay, you know, uh, $400, $500 for an Aspermonte. That's what I was going to ask you. What are some of the some of the rare rarer ones? Well, in in '63 it would be Aspermonte. Uh, in six in '61, um, uh, boy, I, I I you know I can I can walk over and and take a look right now, um, and find it. But my mind is just it's slipping my mind right now. But, but okay. each year there are definitely rare ones because the cereal brand would have been discontinued and they're called, you know, they're called short prints yep. and uh, um, to find them, especially in the Canadian version is next to impossible. I mean, nobody wants to pay four or $500 for, for a baseball card. So part of the trick is trying to find it for a reasonable price too, that, uh, you know, a lot of collectors when they do happen to have something like that, know what they have. So sure. um, and that's part of the buying and selling challenge for me is I don't spend it in cards unless I make it in cards these days. Got you. That way, you know, not only am I keeping on the good side of the misses, but. <laughs> which is also important. <laughs> which is very important. But uh, I'm also contributing back to the hobby, right? Yeah. So as collectors, it's incumbent upon us to contribute back to the hobby. So, and maybe we're speaking with Dave Bell. Dave Bell is uh, a collector. Uh, he was a graphic designer and an illustrator, and he's written a new book. And he also has a very cool online museum. It's called Post Serial Baseball Card Museum. Weebly.com. Post Serial post serial baseball card museum.weebly.com and it really chronicles and highlights the post serial baseball cards which are um you, you know been all, very popular but um hasn't really grabbed the foothold of, of the hobby as, as much as i think it would because this as you said there's so many cards in the set and uh this you know there's rarities and mickey mantle and roger maris cards and all the superstars of that era, era involved do you have any do you have a, fa a favorite card or a favorite player from that era um well the, the uh they go all the way from uh like you say 1930s all the way up through the 2000s 
So, I mean, uh, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., Nolan Ryan, or, or in the later ones. Yep. Excuse me. <laughs> Dry uh, throat. No problem. Yeah. Um, and who doesn't like Mantle, you know? And um, uh, I like uh, Kurt Flood. I like um, some of these, you know, guys like that. There's and, a lot uh, of mantles out there, right? Because didn't they use yeah. that mantle card as a promotion in a lot of the magazines like Sports Illustrated? And um, I, I just remember seeing advertising pieces with that card in it. Well, they, the mantle and the Maris from 1962 were featured in Life magazine. Yep. They're made um, of a different material. They're a light, lighter material. Okay. And, uh, but again, you know, they are mantle and they are that. And, you know, I have that too as, as other examples. I also have a posterior football card museum as well. Oh, nice. And that link is on that page. And the reason I do this is because, you know, why have all this stuff if you can't share it in some way, right? Like you can have your secret cache of, Wayne Gretzky rookie cards or whatever you have but if you're hiding them away I mean you want to keep them secure but I mean why why even have it if you can't you know uh share it? and that that's sort of why I, I made the museum it's free you go in there you can enjoy it if I could make a museum of every card I own I would do it <laughs> <laughs> but because we specialize, you know, everybody I think has a has a pet love in their personal collection that they they like for whatever reason. Uh, with the baseball cards, it just brings back memories. Like, you know, as a child, you 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 pour cereal into your bowl and out plops a baseball card. Yeah, I mean that that's there is nothing more wonderful than that. Uh, well, I used to drive my mother crazy to buy Hostess, to buy the 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 cupcakes and the Twinkies to get the Hostess oh, cards yeah. back in the seventies, and and stop at all the gas stations that are passing out the premiums and stop. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. So for me, and I like to collect my memories, and so my collection gets a little quirky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but it's I've your collection, it. right? Everyone, everyone should. I always tell this to people. I go, just collect what you love and what what you think is fun. Don't worry about the value because the value will be there. Just collect, collect something that you love and that 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 it's fun. If if it's Pokemon cards or it's bottle caps or whatever, but just that you know that's part of the fun of collecting and talking to other collectors and uh you know it's just it's just the, the whole hobby is great because of all the people that are in it well absolutely and you know the thing is that i can tell you from experience like you say i've been collecting near 50 years when i collected originally i didn't collect for value i collected because i wanted a piece of gum you know <laughs> yep. and, and then uh you you hit the nail on the head. You know the the value will take care of itself. So so here I've amassed this uh, collection of uh, you know literally millions of cards, and 
I look back at it now and say, oh, look, you know, I, there's that Bobby Orr. I, I, re, I recall sp uh, spending $2 on that card, you know, and now what is it worth? Right. I mean, you know, you hit uh, the soft spot with me and Bobby Orr. That that's like, right. That's my bullseye. That's, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we, you know, we all have them. Right. And so it, it just, it just depends. Like, uh, uh, you look back, you know, I, I do a lot of selling now that I'm retired and stuff like that, because I mean, I, it's not coming with me, but you know, I'm not afraid to, uh, take a little value out of what I have. Uh, but not, not a huge amount. I just, you know, I, I still know what I paid for a thing. So yep. if I paid a nickel for a thing, it'd be nice to get a dime out of it 50 years later. But, uh, so that's sort of what I, I, I look at. And uh, I don't really care what a guide says or what any, because I, I think I have enough experience to know what I want out of it. And if somebody agrees, then then that's great. And if they don't agree, that's super great too. You, you know? know what's funny, David? Is I I do I kind of do it like you in terms of what that item is worth to me, not anyone yeah. else. So. Uh, you know, you mentioned a Bobby or so if I see a 1975-76 Topps Bobby or card that I might need for my collection, well, maybe that card's worth $100 to me to, to have that yep. in my collection, because I know I'm not going to sell it. So it, it becomes a personal item, right? But, yep. you know, you, you you have a number in your head. It's like, okay, I, I'm willing to spend $20, $50, $100, $200, whatever the number is. And if someone agrees with, with my value, that's where that's where I lie. I don't I don't really... I don't really pay attention to the the guides or recent sales oh, or all that uh, kind of stuff. I, you know, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like if if I want the card bad enough, I'll even pay over if if it's the only one I can get. You know, I put together a 1967 set of baseball cards. Uh, That's a hard set to put together, my friend. Double hard, OPG. Okay. Oi. Yeah, and it took me. I'm going to tell you, it took me 35 years to get the last card. Okay? Yep. And I would have paid anything for it. And I, I fortunately, I didn't. I, I, I found it. I went to one of these little local card shows. You know, they got 20 tables in a mall. And I flipped it open. And there it was sitting in some guy's binder. And I just about died. Oh, <laughs> right. What card was it? <laughs> it was... Um, Pittsburgh Pirates, um, and it was uh, uh, oh, who the heck? God, my mind goes blank when I'm hit with the questions like that. It was um, Willie Stargell. Okay, yeah. that's a good last card to need. Yeah, well, you know, I had the mantle, I had the, all all of the big guys. You know, they're easy. Was there to any buy. was there any difference to the Opeachy to the tops other than the backs of the backs of the cards? Or was there any other uh, different pictures? Well, the main difference between OPG and, and Tops on all cards is that OPG has French and English on it. Right. Top. Um, the card fronts are exactly the same. Okay. Uh, the size of the set is different. Um, so in Tops from uh, uh, 67, I think you're looking at 700 something cards or 600 something cards in there. In OPG, you're only looking at 396 cards. So they they only deal with the more popular 
guys right. and, and the seminars, the actual teams. They don't put on the water boys and the bench warmers and the. <laughs> Those are the like guys that. I really enjoy getting, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of value to that for sure. But uh, OPG never did that. Uh, they, they started expanding their sets a couple of years later to match. Uh, you know, in 1970, they put out like 500 cards instead of, you know, to, to try and bolster them up. But, right. But. Uh, that doesn't make these sets any easier to get. They're they're really hard. And like you say, the Stargill, I saw it in a guy's binder, and uh, he said, oh, two bucks. <laughs> uh, like, oh, you I, couldn't get I the two dollars on fast enough. I had my wallet out there so fast, I almost slapped him on the forehead <laughs> with a, opening it up. And, he could have said know, 200 bought, and you would have been. Uh, oh, I, bu I bought it from him. I I. I carefully put it in whatever I, I was carrying at the time and I looked at him and I told him that I said you could have named any price <laughs> <laughs> there goes the house you know but so uh, and you know the funny thing is now is because I built that set it's priceless I don't care what the value is it is not for sale it's going to go to my son it has you know it just doesn't matter to me there's no price that can be paid to me for that set because of the years it took me to build it and that's the value so no i agree i did the same thing with the 1969 tops baseball set because there's so many variations with all the white letters and it took me it, it, it literally took me probably 30 years to complete so i i'm yeah. i'm right there with you yeah so so i mean you talk about value i i talked a little bit in my book about you know what a card is worth and 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 things like that um one of the reasons uh i wrote it if, if i can um yeah yeah we're gonna we were gonna segue right into that let me let me, let me just oh, let okay. people know yeah, we're speaking with david bell david dave is a, a collector and, and he's written a new book it is called fakes frauds and myths a sports collector's field guide which is is really what it is it's available on amazon you just go to amazon.com and, and put in uh fakes frauds and myths or put in dave bell and, and it will come up and you you can purchase it there we're also going to give away one signed copy of dave news new dave's new book to one of our listeners so if you want to register to win a signed copy of dave's book it's fakes frauds and myths a sports collector's guide field guide dave's going to sign a copy of the book and send it on, on over to us we're going to send it off to one of our listeners just send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com ttmcast at yahoo.com put in the the subject line fake fakes frauds and and we'll know and we'll uh we'll give that that away next week so uh david uh let you know, let's talk about the book your your background is in uh you know graphic design and illustration and you have a a background in, in printing and and i think you really use that in your book to help um collectors spot some fakes and frauds that have been out on the market yeah i i there you know when i started you know there wasn't a lot, you know, somebody fake a Gretzky or a Brett Hall or something, but these days there is a lot. And a real lot. Yeah. And I can tell you as a graphic designer that uh, faking something is very easy to do and to make it look quite, quite good. And uh, so my book, uh, 
goes into a little bit in the beginning about how the cards are made so that you can spot your own face. You know, um, way back in the, in the day, when before we even had card shows, you know, we, we were selling cards out of flea markets and things like that. And then somebody got the idea of, hey, you know, why don't we have a show and get a bunch of tables together and do this? But the one thing they never did, and uh, I, would, I would still love to see it, is a proper convention where uh, it's not just a card show. You know, maybe the card show happens on one day, but on the other day, you know, you have guest speakers, you have lectures, you have people who educate so that, um, you know, it's not just about spotting fakes and frauds, but, but, but educating on, on, you know, the value of the hobby, you know, uh, is it the value of the cards or is it, you know, the personal value, all that kind of stuff and, and get discussions going. So there's learning happening. I'd love to see that. And, there's so many common questions you see, and you've probably seen it yourself. Things like uh, every day you go onto the website and it says, "What's this card worth?" You know, you go, you 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 also see questions like, um, uh, "How do I know I can trust this seller?" You know, like uh, all this kind of stuff. So there are ways you can do it. Um, as, as you can see in my book, I'm not a big fan of coining. As a graphic designer, I can coin anything. I can go into your uh, eBay. I can copy that picture. I can divide it into layers. I can slip a piece of paper behind one of those layers and coin it. Anybody who is going to uh, be a criminal and wants to do that for big dollars can do that why don't you, you know, let our listeners know what coining is because they not, might not be familiar with that term okay uh uh there's also a, a section in in the book on terms and definitions and and uh all of that stuff's explained but coining is when you um you have a card and you need to prove that you own the card to a potential buyer so what you do is you you photograph your card but you also photograph with it, uh, say your name and address on a slip of paper and mm -hmm. and the coin, you know, or 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 a token of some kind. But uh, to my mind, that proves nothing because, um, like I say, I can take any picture and I can I can make that same image. So I think it leaves a false hope, you know. I think if you really want to prove that you have something, there are other methods to do that. Um, for example, <clears throat> if you wanted to buy a card from me and uh, you had some doubt as you, everybody should, you could literally, you could take my name, you could cut and paste it into the page that I am trying to sell on. And as you know, my everything, that I've done on that page will come up right? and you can see a history of my activity. Have I had some sales? Have I had some posts? Have I had some positive interactions? Have I had this? Well, that should tell you right away that, you know, I can see six months of history with this guy. 
you know so um and he's still here and and people are reacting positive so that's one great way you know and uh, another good way is hey you know we all have facebook profiles take a peek and you'll see that i've got a friends list you'll see that on my line i've got activity going down there forever and ever and ever so i'm normal just like you <laughs> you, you know did I mean? you did you get um burned by purchasing a fake card um and that's why you kind of decided to write this book or it was just you no, had a lot I of this have, information you wanted to share to be honest with you i have never been burned by a fake card and i have never had a complaint with uh selling either but i am forever seeing these complaints on uh the, the uh media pages and then i go and look into them a little bit and you know what they got scammed on a coined card right yeah so it's like everybody who's getting scammed are getting scammed on coin cards so that's another reason why i don't believe in it and and so i kind of shake my head and i you know i say it's it's one thing to complain about it but if people could educate themselves on if you know how a card is made right you can look at it and you can decide yourself is it fake or not even if it's online you can um you know i i feel the same way about grading if you know how grading and authentication is done uh not just uh, uh it's not just somebody looking at a card and saying yeah i think that's a 10. you know these guys have tools they use they have all kinds of stuff uh, the better grading companies do, and uh, they'll even measure the the width of the paper that it's printed on, you know, like the how thick the card is, yeah, all that, all that kind of stuff. And if you're talking about a card that's really high value, that's that's an important thing to do. But if you know how the companies work, then you yourself now can go forward with that in the back of your mind and when you're looking at a card at a card show you can make an educated you know you can you can you can, you can lessen your your chances right you can't you can't be 100 percent sure because exactly. we're certainly not experts but we're talking with david bell dave has written a new book it's called fakes frauds and myths and it's a sports card collector's field guide and it's a really handy um book to you can uh check out tips on how to spot fake printing and trim cards and, and the such it's available on amazon you can purchase it on amazon we're going to give away a copy of david's sign book it's called again fakes frauds and myths and uh, if you want to register to win a copy send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com put in the subject line fakes frauds and, and you'll uh, be entered to win and we'll give a copy away uh next week david uh Sorry, I I just want to call you David, not Dave. I don't know why. <laughs> my, my my mother calls me David. <laughs> it's like I, the only one that calls me Jeffrey is my mother and my wife. So, but I, for some reason, I see Dave, and I just want to call call you yeah. David. So, That's if, I, right. 
I apologize. David is no. Dave, Dave Bell, not David. Dave Bell is a collector. He uh, has a great um, online free museum about post serial. It's post baseball card uh, museum.weebly.com. I'm going to put a link on my website, on the podcast website. You can link right to it. It's a really fun, fun website. Also, David has his book. Again, we're talking about fakes, frauds, myths, a sports collector's field guide. It is available on Amazon to purchase. Uh, you can check that out. Dave, uh, what are you collecting? What sets are you collecting now? Well, I'm. I want to finish off that '62 Canadian set. I have all of the images on the website, but that I, I I'm missing a couple out of that set. So um, to to complete it, and of course they're the ultra rare ones, and I'll probably yep. never see them in my lifetime. But uh, I'd love to finish that. Um, I've kind of finished all of my hockey sets going back as far as I want to, which is into the seventies. And uh, I'd like to work a little bit more on some baseball. Um, I'm a who's your, who's your go-to guy fan. in hockey? Who's your go-to guy in hockey? Who do you like? In hockey right yeah. now? Well, I, you know, I got to go McDavid because uh, he's, he, he's low. I know. <laughs> he, he just keeps scoring goals left and right. He's awesome. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's, he's from my town. And um, what about my boy Pasta? Yeah, he's okay. I, you know, okay. He's okay. Um, I, in, in, in the condo that I live in, uh, you know, uh, Old Dave Semenko before he passed used to used to live here and um, things like that. But yeah, I think my favorites right now are uh, I like Austin Matthews. Um, you like, like you like Kale, like Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think um, a lot of these uh, younger players. It's tough because. I'm a, I'm like a proven career guy. Right. So, yeah. um, I say, I say, I like McDavid, but you know, what if he breaks his leg next year? You know, uh, I like, no, heaven forbid he doesn't. And, and, uh, so I tend to like the players who have already been there. So, well, who, you know, who's, who's, who's your vintage, who's your vintage guy? Who do you like, like, uh, you know, going back to the sixties and seventies hockey. Yeah. Uh, well, Gordie Howe, uh, no doubt about that. I, I like Frank Mahovlich. I like, um, I don't know why I like some of these guys. Lafleur was uh, people that, you know, every time I hear these these hockey names, I, I hear Howie Meeker in my ear. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I really like Gordie Howe. Um, I think he was the one who, who got me interested in hockey, you know, yep. it's like Mike Weir and golf. I, 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 I liked him and I liked Payne Stewart and they got me interested in golf, you know, so it, those certain players. And then from then you have enjoyed other players, but if you go back to the first guy that kind of got you interested, I think it was Gordie Howe for me. Yeah. Sure. Uh, are you an autograph collector? Do you send send cards through the mail to get autographs? I used to a lot, um, and I was very successful at it. I uh, I got everybody, Bobby Orr, everybody. Um, 
I've since moved uh, a lot of that stuff on, but I still got a lot. Um, you can, I found out very easily that if you write to the team, this is why I put team addresses in the book too. If, if, if you write to the team, you know, the player care of the team and say, you know, tell them something nice, you know, that you're a big fan and, and, uh, you know, thanks for the entertainment, that kind of thing. And you put in a self-addressed stamped envelope because you can't expect them to mail it back to you, you know, on their dime, right? So you include that as well. I've gotten cards back from everybody, Mary Lemieux, um, Eiserman, um, Bobby Orr, everybody. Yeah, I mean, on a whole, Dave, I think the hockey players are very good at signing, uh, even the current players. Yeah, they 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 were. I, I think it's a little less so today, but there still are quite a lot. You know, uh, some guys you couldn't get. You know, you get like a you get a fan picture with a stamp on it or something. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, well, thanks, but that really wasn't what I was after. And uh, other guys are happy to sign it. If you go to a card show now, of course, you got to pay for a signature. Back right, in the but you day, do get to meet the guy and get a picture with him and shake their hand and talk talk to them for a minute or two. Oh yeah, but I did card shows in the early '90s where I was helping organize, and they would sign for free. So you know, I right, remember it's a different time. It is a different time. You know, all you'd have to do is you you you'd fly them up here and pay for the hotel and meals and say. You know, here's a three days free holiday for you. You just have to show up and sign some cards. And they're happy yeah. to do it. And now it's not. And I think part of that different time came about because uh, in the early days, the, 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 the players never had pensions. You know, they do now, right? right? Because of the collective agreement and all that kind of stuff with the Players Association. And But in the early days, a guy like, say, Frank Mahalas, he never had a pension. So as a retired player, you know, he found out that uh, a lot of people wanted a signature. If he could charge a little bit, that would help him out in his senior right. year. Right. I mean, you and, can't, you can't, uh, you can't yeah. uh, fault these guys for for living off their name because no, the, absolutely you know, not, absolutely not. And and also the fact that you know when you understand the reality of the situation, you know, you know some of these guys had jobs after or have you know a lot of these guys have to have jobs after their career these yep. days the players don't if they don't want to right You're so right. yeah so they've got to make an income and and uh it is unreasonable for us to think that uh you know they can just go out the rest of their lives and do things free that's right <laughs> you're speaking with dave dave bell dave is author of a brand new book it's called fakes frauds and myths Fakes, Frauds, and Myth, a Sports Collector's uh, Field Guide. It's available on Amazon. You can, if you want to register to win a signed copy of Dave's book, just send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Put in the subject line, Fakes, Frauds, and we'll uh, we'll pull a winner next week. Dave, what you know? What is the one thing you want people to take away for, from your book? You know, you, after they've read it, what is the one thing you want people to, to uh, take away from your book? I, I think uh, my answer to that has to be a little different than your question. I think if if people can take just one thing away from it, uh, then it's worth it. Like, 
when you when anybody reads a book, there are going to be things you you might agree with or disagree with. Or your experience might be different than my experience. But if you can learn a thing, or if if even it gives you an idea to go off on a track to learn a thing, then it's successful. I you know, or or maybe you oh I hadn't thought of that. You know, uh, if you can learn how cards are made or if you even even just the, the terminology page maybe there's a terms you've heard in the industry that you don't know really what they mean you know and and uh or maybe you can earn learn what the true value of, of your card is i you know i think what a lot of people don't understand is that you know it's easy to say your card's worth ten dollars but if you go to the grocery store how much is that card worth? It's not going to buy you an apple. <laughs> right. So, you know, your your card is only worth something if you sell it. Correct. Right? So uh, if, if you have a $10 card sitting in your house, it's not worth $10. It's a card. But if you sell it for 10 then for you, it's worth $10. And you're only going to sell it to another collector. You're not going to sell it out in the open market so your selling is narrow and uh i think these realities you know that's part of the education that that i think people need to understand going into it i mean collecting is a wonderful wonderful hobby but if you're in it for the money i think in the long run you're going to be disappointed <laughs> yeah i agree i i, I agree well, yeah. guys, we're talking with Dave Bell. I want to thank him for his time. Two things I want you to take away from today. First, check out his uh, online free museum, postserialbaseballcardmuseum.weebly.com. I'll put the link on the website, but check it out. It's really cool. You see all the old post-serial baseball cards, and he has football uh, card museum as well. Second, Dave's new book, Fakes, Frauds, and Myths, A Sports Collector's Field Guy. It is available on Amazon. Check it out. It's You can purchase it right there on Amazon. And also we're going to give away one free signed copy. All you have to do is just send an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com and we will raffle off one free copy. Make sure you put in fakes, frauds in the line, uh, subject line, so I know that uh, you want to win Dave's book. Dave, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, I really enjoyed the book. I got a, a, a PDF copy. I really, I went through it. There's a lot of good stuff in it, guys. Pick it up. It's a, it's a really fun book. It's called Fakes, Frauds, and Myth, a Sports Sector's Field Guide. Make sure you check that out on Amazon. Dave, anything uh, you'd like to add before I let you go? Uh, just uh, to say thank you for having me on today and uh, uh, happy collecting for everybody. And and uh, I I don't know. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess that's about it. <laughs> that's right. Be right. Buyer beware. Be, you know. Be your be. be be your own, own boss, so to speak. Watch it. Yeah, watch what you. Hopefully, you're... you'll see everybody out there in uh, in collecting land. All right, guys. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Right. Well, Drew, Dave Bell is a really interesting guy, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I've seen him around a couple of the uh, groups that are on Facebook here and there. So, yep. Yeah, David is uh, on Puck Junk. We uh, that's how I met David from uh, from Sal with Puck Junk. He's obviously a hockey guy. And uh, we're going to give away. Uh, we're going to talk about this. Next, we're going to give away an autographed copy of uh, David's new book. So that that's kind of cool. Why don't we go right into contests? Okay, Drew. Sounds good.
You want to do the drum roll? <laughs> He's a professional guy. Guys, don't try that at home. He's a professional. Well, I've got a, I got three auto, three autographed five by sevens from our friends at 757 Shows. Uh, and the winner of the uh, this week's contest is... Michael Kane. Congratulations, Michael. Michael Kane is a great listener of ours. Michael, congratulations. You, you I'll be sending you the, the three five by sevens. Uh it's one's Jesse Barfield. Uh one is Butch Husky, I believe. And I forget who the uh, the last one is. I think it was a f- football player, but we'll send those off to you. So congratulations. Thanks for entering. Guys, thanks for entering. We had Drew, this is one of our, our bigger contests. We had a ton of people en- enter this. So um Michael, congratulations. All right, we got this week's contest. We're going to give away an autographed copy of David Bell's book. It's Fakes, Frauds, and Myths. It's a, a like a sports collector's guide, uh, field guide, so that you can you know can take it with you when you're at a show or or you're 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 you're, you're making trades with somebody. Uh, it lets you, gives you tips on how to spot fakes, frauds, and uh, other uh, problems that are that are in collectibles. David's written a new book. So we are going to give away a copy of uh, Dave Bell's new book. Just write, let's see, what, how about Bell, right? Bell, Bell book, right? Bell book in the subject line, Bell book in the subject line. And we will give this away on next Saturday's show. We got we got a lot of stuff coming, Drew. I got some more stuff coming from from, from guests that, that for giveaways. So we'll have, we'll have another book. We'll give we'll give away another book next week. We have some some swag to give away. We, we got a lot of stuff in our in our prize prize closet. So we're gonna keep that full. And um, you know, we thank our listeners, guy. If you're new listeners to the show, all you have to do. What do you do? Have to do to enter, Drew? Just send an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com with your name and address. Yeah, and we'll we'll take care of the rest. So th- thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Anytime we get stuff, Drew and I work hard to get stuff for our listeners, and we appreciate you guys. All right, Drew, I think that wraps up contest. Next up is making the grade. Making the grade. I can't do it as good as he does it. <laughs> <laughs> making the grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. CSG has new lower prices for 2023. That's right, CSG has new lower prices on its most popular tiers, while continuing to offer top-of-the-line service and the best slabs in the industry. With CSG's expertise, slabs, and pricing collectors will love, now is the time to submit your sports cards. See the CSG difference and submit your cards today. Go to csgcards.com to submit your cards for quick turnaround times and the best prices in the hobby. Save $10 off a yearly membership to CSG with code TTMCAST. Get your favorite cards into the industry's best holder for even less. Save $10 off your membership with code TTMCAST at csgcards.com. We have some numbers for January, Drew. We do indeed. PSA cracking the uh, million cards uh, graded mark once again. It's actually down 5% for them. But uh, this, by the way, is just uh, this is all both sports cards and uh, gaming cards, anything they grade. So uh, PSA, one just over a million, 1,700,000. CSG hit 132,000. SGC hit 81,000. Beckett, 57,000. If you want to reduce that down to sports cards alone, PSA hit 613,000. CSG 34,000, SGC 75,000, and Beckett 30,000. Uh, like I said, PSA down a little bit. CSG, though, and Beckett both up close to 20% on each of those. SGC up 4%. Uh, baseball and hockey were the big risers for the month. Baseball up 6%. Hockey up 9%. 
This week's Big Three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. Drew, that's like three quarters of a million cards graded in a month for the first yeah, the first month of the year. Sports amazing. cards, with just sports cards. It's incredible. Yeah. And I just want to remind everyone, we get all our grading numbers uh, right from Gemrate.com. So uh, Gemrate.com, they are the sponsors of our big three. And uh, this week's big three and big three are the three uh, players who saw their um, their cards graded rising and falling for the week. And this week we had three risers. We had Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was up 40% over last week. Joe Burrow up 35%. That's probably because of uh, being in the playoffs, right? The playoff yeah. game. And, and Julio Rodriguez with baseball coming up. He was up 22%. Aaron Judge's 2017 Bowman card number 32 was up over 200% week to week. So the, the 2017 Aaron Judge Bowman number 32 was, was, was leading the way. And that's why uh, Judge had such a big um, rise in, in uh, grading. Now, the, the, the big three, the, the biggest three droppers, Derek Jeter, a little surprising. Derek Jeter down 26%. Um, not sure, quite sure why. Was he in the news at all this week? Or haven't really heard anything about him at all. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why his name just isn't at the forefront of everybody's mind right now. All right, we saw Tua. Tua was down twenty four percent. You know, Tua has concussion problems in, this year, mm-hmm. and I think people like get a little scared, right? That he his career is kind of sidetracked, and we don't know how long he's going to play because he had he was doing so gangbusters the first half of the year before he got hurt. So two was down 24%. And then Kate Cunningham, who got hurt, he got hurt okay. um, at the beginning of the year, and he's been out He's out for the year. He's down 19%. So uh, down uh, were Jeter, Tua, and Kate Cunningham up, Judge, Burrow, and Julio Rodriguez. And guys, those were all uh, our, our, our big three are sponsored by Jim Rate. Those uh, numbers are, are, are from our friends at Gemrate. So thank you guys. Hopefully you enjoy our new segment. And thanks for, for uh, joining us, Gemrate, and helping us out with some uh, statistics. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. We were talking about, you know, CSG partnering with uh, Check Out My Cards now as a submission center. CSG did announce uh, a couple of weeks ago that they're going to have some new fees that uh, are officially in effect as of January 25th, so officially in effect now. But uh, their official uh, new uh, grading fees there for their bulk rate. You need a 25 card minimum, maximum value of $250 per card. That'll be only $12 per card. Very, uh, very good price right there. For their economy level, up to a $500 value per card, $15 will be the fee to get those graded. At their standard level of service, up to a $1,000 value per card, $20 to get that done. Express level, up to a $10,000 card value, $75 fee for grading there. The walkthrough service is up to a $50,000 value on a card, $200 fee for that, and their unlimited walkthrough, unlimited value, anything. If you've got that T206 Honus Wagner that you're waiting to get slabbed, I mean, I'd, I'd question why you've waited this long for it, but that's what you're going through there is the unlimited walkthrough, no maximum value on the card, $1,000 fee for their grading there. So once again, CSG, that's their official new, uh, new pricing schedule there for all of their services. Yeah, and go to CSG cards to see all that information. Also, um, if you uh, when you sign up for CSG, you get ten dollars off the membership fee when you use the code TTMCast, which is kind of cool. Make sure you use that when you sign up. You get TTMCast. You get ten dollars off their membership fee. So go to CSG cards for all that information. Uh, Drew, I think that wraps up making the grade. We had a lot to ca- talk about this week. 
Yeah, we did. All right, next up is the TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. I need the echo, Drew. I need the echo. <laughs> yeah. All right, Drew, why don't you do, do yours for us, my friend? Cool, yeah, because we mentioned a little bit there in the intro and everything. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, my wife and I bought a uh, car this weekend, and my TTM cast stamp approval goes to Carvana. We uh, bought our car through them. We were, uh, we've were we been talking about getting a new one for a while now. We had this old SUV. We've had It was a 2004 that we bought used in 2009, and it still ran and everything. We just didn't really take it very far. It almost just used it for in-town trips and such. But uh, yeah, we uh, end up somehow losing the key to it. Not really sure how. I think it was, uh, you know, we were out doing something, came back and left it too close to the trash can where the cats may have batted into the trash or something for all we know. But we couldn't find where the key went. And we're like, well, crap, what are we going to do now? And so uh, it just kind of sat there unused for a few months. We're like, okay, yeah, we'll just get a new key for it. We'll get a new key. We'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. We never got around to it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we were looking at potentially buying a new one here anyways pretty soon. And uh, we're just going to take the uh, old one and donate it to Cars for Kids. Nice. So, yeah. So we just uh, contacted them. We said, look, here's the deal. We have the title here and everything. We just we don't have a key for it exactly. And they're like, yeah, that's that's fine. We'll uh, we can we can work without a key. That's totally good. So they came by, picked it up, hauled it off. We were without a car for only about a week or so when we got uh, everything done through Carvana, and it is as easy as the commercials say. I mean, it's like scarily easy to get a car through Carvana there. But we found one that fit what we were looking for in terms of uh, all the features, uh, size, price, everything like that, and so. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we went and picked it up, and now we've uh, we've had it for past the one week trial period and everything. So everything is signed off on is officially ours now and everything. We're saying yes, we are going to keep this. But yeah, we got a, a 2018 Chevy Equinox. It's this great green color, which I absolutely love on that. And uh, yeah, it's Boston been really green. great to drive. What's that? It's Boston South the green. Uh kind of a little bit dark, <laughs> kind of an emerald green, kind okay. of an emerald green there. But yeah, I'm really liking it. Uh, my wife absolutely loves it. She's been driving it to work uh, here all week all-wheel drive, which has really helped on the icy roads here the last couple of days as well. But yeah, my uh, TTM cast stamp approval for this week is to Carvana. They are just as easy as the commercials say for buying a car. Very cool. Thank you, Drew. Well, my stamp approval is a three-part miniseries. I've been watching these these miniseries on Netflix lately, and uh, it's a three-part miniseries. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. And Drew, I, it, this is the, the strangest miniseries and strangest thing that I ever saw, and it's it's true. It's all about this guy who was a prison guard this in uh, Panama City, Florida. And he would call all these fast food restaurants all across the country and say that um, he was from the police and that's um, so-and-so, one of your employees stole uh, money or purse or something from one of your customers and they complained. And then he would get the managers to basically strip search these people to find to to try to find uh their money and it, it, it's just bizarre that these people the the managers got hoaxed into believing that he was a police officer and believe that um and then and then strip search these these people it was girls guys it didn't matter who and the guy like pulled this like hoax a total hoax on it and the one girl uh from kentucky sued mcdonald's and won like six million dollars on a on a, uh, a suit on it and it's all the whole thing is just totally bizarre and the guy that ended up perpetrating the whole thing 
they he went to trial on uh, in Kentucky and the jury found him innocent. So it's just a totally bizarre thing. It's the, it's a three-part miniseries. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. When you watch it, you're going to just shake your head and like, I can't believe people are that gullible and that's stupid. But <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend it. It's well well worth it. Check it out on Netflix. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Well, you know, that's my TTM cast stamp of approval. Next up is the Vern Rat Minute. The Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who passed away prior to me, uh, prior to me sending out what he, he passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. And it's funny, one of our listeners sent me a, sent me a, a, te a text the other day, and he said he, he and it was a picture, and he got a return from Bob Locker, and he goes, "Oh, I, I guess I missed the, this one on the Vern Rap Minute." I go, "Yes, you did, because <laughs> we had him on the Vern Rap Minute a while ago." So he sent a TTM request to. Bob, who had passed away. So we do this as a service to our fellow T-Tamers. So they don't send a T-Tam request out to somebody who passed away. So, and this is a world of sports and celebrity. We lost a lot of people this week. So we will hopefully uh, cover this as quickly as possible. We lost Gary Pettigrew. Gary was a defensive tackle. He went to Stanford. He played with the Eagles from 66 to 74. He played with the Giants in 1974. He played 111 games in the NFL and had 20 sacks in his career. He was a pretty good TTMer. Gary Pettigrew was 78 years old. Uh, we lost Bobby Bethard this week. You may uh, recognize him as being an executive in the NFL. He was a GM with Washington and with San Diego, helped build a couple of Super Bowl teams there. Very good TTMer as well. I think Hall of Fame round, I want to say class of 2018 or so. It's fairly recent. It was last couple, uh, last uh, few years or so. But uh, Bobby Bethard was 86 years old. Did you have him? I didn't have him. I didn't. No, I missed out on him. He didn't have any cards at all until uh, Panini put out one of those Hall of Fame sets. Yeah, I, get, I, I, I missed him, but it's too bad that, that he passed. We lost Sidney Thornton. Sidney Thornton was a running back. He played six seasons in the NFL from 77 to 82 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He won two Super Bowls. He was a, uh, you know, in the backfield with Franco Harris, and he had played 74 games, scored 23 touchdowns. He was did not do TTMs. Sidney Thornton was 68 years old. Uh, we lost Dave Elder this week. Dave Elder was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, played for them in 02 and 03. Uh, most famous for giving up Rafael Palmeiro's 500th career home run in what was his last major league game. Uh, Elder was a uh, last TTM in 2011. He was only 47 years old. We lost Johnny Cagle. Johnny Cagle? Cagle? I guess Cagle, I guess. Cagle, yeah. Johnny Cagle. He was a defensive end. He played, went to Clemson. He played for the Boston Patriots in 1969. He did not do TTMs. Johnny was 75 years old. Uh, we lost Henry Moore this week, a two-way player in the 1950s NFL. He was a defensive back and a halfback. Played with the Giants, played with the Colts from 56 and 1957. He last TTM'd around 2019 or so. Henry Moore was 88 years old. If you ever went to a Cleveland Indians game, you heard this guy. This guy was synonymous in Cleveland. He's the guy that was sat out in the bleachers and out in the outfield with that big drum, and he banged the drum right out constantly for for rallies and home runs. His name was John Adams. He was a a, a huge fan. He uh, he was seventy one. Drew, you had you you met him, right? Yeah, two thousand fourteen when I was up in Cleveland for the national and. Uh... 
checking out some ball games there. I went to the uh, Indians and Reds game while I was there and sitting out in the bleachers there. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? I got to get a picture with John Adams here. I mean, why not? So uh, as soon as the game ended, I go up there and said, hey, John, can I get a picture with you real quick? And he couldn't have been more accommodating. He just hands me one of the drum mallets there and everything. And so I've got a picture with him just holding up the drum mallets there. Very cool. But we lost an uh, uh, NHL Hall of Famer as well this week. Yeah, Bobby Hull, my dad's favorite player of all time in the hockey world. Of course, a longtime Chicago Blackhawk. Also played with the uh, Hartford Whalers and the Winnipeg Jets. Has his number retired by uh, the Blackhawks and the Jets. I think I think maybe both by the current Jets and the former Jets that are now in uh, Arizona. I think he may have it by both of those. Uh, Hull, of course, was a great TTMer. Uh, started charging his last few years, but still 25 bucks for a Hall of Famer. Not a bad price at all. Bobby Hull was 84 years old. Drew, we lost the, uh, um, I, I don't know what they call these guys. Remember all in 1987 when we had the strike, the NFL mm-hmm. strike, and these, the guys that came and played three games. So, that, you know, if you're a team collector, right, do you do you try to get those guys? Now, I know the Patriots, they call them the ex-Patriots, and they, yeah. I, I just forget, you know, every guy, all these teams had these guys that played for, for three games during the strike. So we lost this gentleman's name was Don Bramlett. He was a defensive end with the Minnesota Vikings in 1987. He played in three games during the strike, and he, he never played in the NFL again. He did not do TTMs. Uh, Don was 60 years old, but I just it got to me thinking to as an autograph collector, do you consider those guys part of the team? If you were trying to get all the, the Cleveland Browns, would you consider the guys that played in those three games part of the Browns? I definitely would. I mean, especially if they went on to play later in the NFL or if they, again, or if they were a previous NFL players before that, I definitely would. Um, it's something where I'd say if I were a Browns collector, I wouldn't be going out of my way to get the 87 replacement players, but I definitely would. I mean, I would, if I got one of them, hell yeah, I'd toss it in. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So we lost Don Brown, Bramlett. He was a, a Minnesota Viking for three games in 87. He was 60 years old. Uh, we lost Dave Richardson this week in the hockey world. Another former Chicago Blackhawk. He may have actually been a teammate of Bobby Hull's there. Played with he Chicago. Was. He was. Yeah. He definitely was. Yeah, there you go. So he played with Chicago, played with the Red Wings, played with the Rangers. 45 games for his NHL career from 1963 to 67. Uh, his last TTM was in 2016, but uh, Dave Richardson was 82 years old. We lost Ken Stephenson. Ken Stephenson, I'm going to say. He, he was a WHAer. He played with the Winnipeg Jets and the Ottawa Nationals. He played 105 games in the WHA. His last CTM was 2021. Ken Stephenson was 81 years old. Uh, lost another New York Ranger this week in Bob Crystal. 132 games in his NHL career, which lasts from 1953 to 55. 11 goals scored across those 132 games. So for those of you who aren't mathematically inclined, that's a goal every 12 games. His uh, last TTM was in 2021, and uh, Bob Crystal was 92 years old. In the world of celebrity, in the world of entertainment, we lost Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams, of course, was on American Graffiti and starred in the Laverne and Shirley show as Shirley Feeney. Um, and she was a funny lady. She she passed away uh, the other day. She was 75 years old. Uh, we lost Annie Wershing. She was an actress who was in 24 and also in a Star Trek Picard uh, she's been battling an illness here recently. Uh, she was 45 years old. And lastly, uh, we lost Lisa Loring. Lisa Loring played Wednesday Adams on the Adams family in the 60s. She was just a, a little girl, the, the girl with the black uh, pigtails. And Lisa Loring, she was 64 years old. Well, Drew, we had a lot of people this week. Uh, you know, we're sorry for your loss. Something goes out to you, friends and family. Um, that wraps up the Vern Rap Minute for, the, for this week. Next up, we're going to talk a little TTM Returns. 
Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. So, Drew, do we do we start going wah, wah, wah for you? I think we can on this one. Yeah, it's uh, the sad problem. There's not many weeks there. that you get shut out, my friend. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, I haven't been sending out a ton. I've got a lot of stamps here waiting to be used. So, be uh, cranking out a few this week, though, to hopefully uh, turn those numbers around. So, yeah, no TTMs this week. I did have some in-person success, though, which is great. So, uh, unfortunately, this this makes my it kind of tough on my YouTube channel because if I don't get anything in the mail tomorrow. I'm not going to have any video to post for this week. So uh, any of the in-person stuff I'm about to mention was already in last week's video there. But yeah, so last weekend, uh, Saturday, they had the Rangers Fan Fest. And I thought about going out to that, but all the autographs are first come, first serve. If you're lucky, you're going to be able to get through. Uh, I think they had four different stations, each with about like three different times in them. So if you are really lucky, you're probably going to get through maybe three, maybe four lines at most. So I really didn't want to pay 10 bucks to go and do that and probably not get the ones I'm looking for. So instead, I decided to go to an XFL practice because, of course, you know, the XFL is uh, coming back here this season. They're kicking off in about two weeks, I believe. But, uh, yeah, we've got a team here in Arlington playing out of the old Rangers stadium. And so I was able to go and uh, found cards of the guys that are playing there, uh, any of the guys who have cards, at least, which wasn't too many, but. A few guys who have regular NFL sets, uh, NFL releases, a few of them who are in like some of those draft sets that like yep. Leaf and Sage have put out. Uh, a couple of guys were in those ones. A few guys are in like the XFL sets that uh, came out in 2020 or the AAF set from 2019. But there were a few former uh, guys, former NFL players in there who had cards in regular uh, Panini releases and even some of the coaches who were in some stuff back in the uh, 1980s. So Chuck Long, for example, who's a quarterback for the Detroit Lions and played at Iowa, he is one of the... Uh, He's the co-offensive coordinator there, so he signed a bunch for me. Uh, Jonathan Hayes, who was a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs back in the late 80s to early 90s. He, uh, he's the other offensive coordinator there, along with Chuck Long. He signed, uh, he's a one-per-signer, which is kind of surprising, him of all people. But Yeah, it's weird. He, yeah, he did sign one for me there. Uh, Jay Hayes and Tim Lewis were the co-defensive coordinators. Uh, Lewis signed the three cards I had of him. Uh, Jay Hayes signed the one card I had of him. Jay and Jonathan are brothers, by the way. Jay is in the 1990 Collegiate Collection Notre Dame set. So he was okay. their outside linebacker's coach. You were digging time. deep on that one, my friend. I was. And somehow I didn't have to go on like sport lots where I happened to have that one here randomly in a box. So of course came you in did. handy there. Yep, of course. <laughs> I bought like I ended up getting like eight packs of that just randomly a while back. And yeah, that one happened to be in there. So my lucky day there. But among the players, a few former NFLers on there, uh, Devion Smith, who had a few cards in, I think it was like 2018 or thereabouts. He's in uh, score and a couple other sets, played at University of Michigan. And I'm not sure if he was drafted by a team or not, but uh, he was, he did end up in like the score and a couple of other sets there. Uh, you had Keith Ford, who was in one of the Panini unparalleled sets. He was a running back with the Broncos for a year or two. So he's got a couple cards out there. Uh, Marquette King, who was a punter for the Raiders and the Broncos. He has a bunch of cards from around 2018 or so as well. And Raheem Moore, who is a defensive back, mostly with the Broncos and yep. a couple other teams in there. I know he was in camp with the Browns one year, but he's got a whole bunch of stuff from around 2011, 2012 or so. And so, yeah, I was able to stock up on those guys. They were all very accommodating signers. Just, I think a lot of these guys are just happy to still have a chance in football and everything and have fans coming out there. And so, yeah, uh, like I said, there's XFL sets had a few other players as well. Not going to give the full rundown on those guys, but yeah, XFL practice. If you have a chance to go to one, if you have an XFL team in your in your area, I would highly recommend checking it out. You going to go uh, to any games? You think? I'm going to try to. Yeah, I went to one of the games in 2020 in the abbreviated season there, and uh, 
I'm hoping to go to the first game because Las Vegas is coming into town and uh, Rod Woodson is their head coach. I'd like to be able to try to get a card signed by him if I can. That'd so. be really cool. Who's the um, quarterback? Do you know who the quarterback is? <sighs> Off the top of my head, I don't remember. It's three guys who don't have cards is all I remember. So, okay. yeah, I don't know who these ones were. And who's but. the head coach? Head coach is Bob Stoops, formerly oh, of uh, yep. University of Oklahoma. So he's sure. got a few cards out there too. So Very then, cool. um, you know, that that's a great um, TTM outlet, right? To to get some of these guys, I bet I bet, I bet if you sent be. to some of these teams, you could you could get them. Wouldn't you think? I bet, yeah, I would think so. I mean, uh, even especially, I mean, check out the coaching staffs. There's a lot of guys who are former players there. Pepper Johnson, I know, is on one of the coaching staffs, I think, out of a uh, team in Memphis, if I remember right. I mentioned Rod Woodson there. He's probably not going to TTM at all, but, uh, I mean, if he's well, going they, to, that's the place to try. They Now, one one year they were playing all the games in, like, Birmingham, right? That was the USFL, yeah, the USFL. Uh, spring season they uh, loved last year. They did, uh, yeah, all the games were out of Birmingham. There, but, the, right? but this one is the, the team, they're going around to the different cities. Right, yeah, they will be doing that. And actually, now come to think of it, Pepper Johnson is actually going to be coaching one of the USFL teams. They are doing another season of the USFL. I think that's what it was, but right. either way. Yeah. I mean, check out those, uh, the, you know, minor football leagues like that. You might have some uh, TTM opportunities there and in-person stuff as well. And then on Sunday, I was able to go out to the final Rangers winter caravan events. They had uh, Mitch Garver and uh, Josh Young both signing out there. And so got some set cards signed by them and yeah, knock those out. But other than that, it has been a dry week at the mailbox and uh I think those are my last in-person outings until uh, minor league baseball season starts in April. Yeah. That, I mean, I've, I've had a slow week. You and I were talking, I, I think I had, um, I had, I had one or two at the beginning of the week. And then I had like three, I think three days where I didn't get anything. And then I got, I got three uh, today. So uh, hopefully I think, I think the weather, the problem with the weather is all around the country. I think it's delaying it a little, but I, I'll run quickly run down mine. I got six returns this week. I got uh, Bob Nystrom. Bob Nystrom played for the Islanders, uh, the New York Islanders. I got him on his uh, 7980 tops card. He signed it in a blue Sharpie with his number. Uh, it took a couple weeks. I got Randy uh, Neiman, who was a pitcher for the New York Mets on his 86 card and 87 tops card. His 86 card, I believe, is a traded card. His 87 card is a regular card. He signed both the cards in, in blue Sharpie, and that took less than two weeks. I got Marvell Wynn. Marvell Wynn was an outfielder for the Padres, and I got him on his 86 and 87 tops cards, uh, signed it in blue Sharpie, and that took maybe three weeks to get those back, and then I got two two basketball cards today. I had sent out a bunch of cards from uh, 1974 tops cards, and I got uh, two ABA guys. I got Rick Mounts, who was a guard. He played for the Utah Stars. Uh, and I got him on his 74 tops card. He signed a nice blue Sharpie. And I got Joe Caldwell, who played for the St. Louis Spirits on the St. Louis Spirits card, 1974 tops card, a nice blue Sharpie. And that, those took less than two weeks. And then uh, this one I got, this one took like about three weeks. I got um, Brooks Robinson signed a nice picture with all his gold gloves that I that I saw. And I printed out and he signed it. He put a Hall of Fame and he put 16 gold gloves uh, and inscription inscriptions that I didn't ask for. And I sent that, you know, I sent the $10 along uh, with a picture and he signed it. And that took about three weeks and probably the best 10 bucks I spent all month. If, if you ask me, cause it, yeah. it came out really nice. I, I showed it to you. I, I posted it on social media and I'll, I'll post it in my article this week you know, to show everyone, but I, th I think it came out nice. So you. Absolutely. I mean, he has a great signature anyway, and you give him that big canvas to work with right there. He's going to make it look real good. Yeah, and I, you know what? I wasn't sure 
you know, I've done cards with him probably three or four times, and I wasn't sure what his, his fee was for pictures. So I tried, I just sent the $10 and uh, same thing with Roger Raleigh fingers. I sent to him uh, his 15, $15 with a picture. And I wasn't sure what his, his deal was with, with the pictures, but he, they both signed it fairly quickly in less, less than a month. Both were, were, were pretty quick turnarounds. So I sent out another, I think I sent out another eight uh, requests today, all uh, fairly new baseball ones. And I sent out, I think, um, 15 basketball ones uh, last week so i got a bunch i got a bunch out there so hopefully the 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 spigot will open you know <laughs> i hate when i like getting a couple a day i hate when you when you go two or three days and you get stuck and worried like well, what happened why why aren't they returning my my uh ttm request you know yep that's uh yeah, I've got a nice stack here ready to go as well probably about 15 or so i've got addresses on and cards pulled for i just need to put the pen to paper, which is always the tough part for me. It's just like, uh, get around to doing that. But yeah, I mean, got to write them to get them back. So I guess I better start doing that here again. That's right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that wraps up our returns for the week. I think it's time to wrap up the show. Yeah. Well, uh, first we want to thank uh, Dave Bell. Dave Bell is a uh, collector, right? And an author. If you want to register to win an co uh, autographed copy of his new book, which is um, Frauds, Fakes, and Myths, you can just send it, put up, Put um, Bell Book in the in the subject line. Send an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. And we'll announce the winner next week. Again, I want to thank Les Wolf for joining us. We love talking to Les. If you haven't listened to our uh, TTMcast one-on-one, make sure you, you check that out with Scott Wright from uh, Next Gym. We had him last week. And, and next week, this Wednesday coming up, we'll have author Doug Wedge, who's written a book. It's called Pinnacle on the mound the cy young award winners talk baseball it's a nice nice book take took me i don't know a couple uh maybe about a week to read it's a really really cool book he, he talks to 10 former cy young winners and uh it's really cool and uh i think eight out of the 10 are great ttmers so we're going to talk talk to doug about his book and all the guys that he talked with and we'll give away a copy of his order uh, his book next week um on next saturday we'll be joined by our friend clemente lise We'll be talking a little hockey, a little soccer, and collecting, and, and Clemente is, is a great contributor to the show. And we're going to talk with David Merrick. David is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for the Somerset Patriots. That's the Yankees AA farm team. And they're going to have probably uh, Jason Dominguez on that roster this year. So we're going to yeah. talk to... Uh, David about what's going on what about his job and about um deal, working in the minor leagues and also talk about collecting David's a huge collector he just finished the 71 and 72 set so Drew uh, you, you'd be jealous that he said finished the 72 set I'm sure absolutely yeah I mean that's what I don't even while I'm collecting all the autographs from it I don't have all the unsigned ones yet even yeah, and then I've got all sorts of, uh, I, I got a couple of former uh, professional at athletes that I've interviewed um, that we're going to have for you guys. I have a, a, an author that we talked to. We have some uh, collectors. We'll have uh, some guys from the hobby. So make sure you listen to TTMcast one-on-one -on -one every Wednesday and our regular TTMcast every Saturday, Drew. Drew, I was looking at the numbers, and I think you're approaching 100 episodes. Yeah, I'm definitely coming up close to it because, I mean, it was uh... – 
kind of middle of uh, 2021, I think, that I jumped. Yeah, on so I, I was, uh, you're close. You're, you're very close, and we're actually close to 200. I think in about two or three weeks, we're going to hit our 200th episode. So nice. very excited about that. So guys, thank you. Let everyone know what we're doing. If you uh, make sure you send us emails, we'd love to hear from you. I think that's it, Drew. I'm wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you uh, on next on Wednesday for yeah. TTM Cast 101. Have a great week.